Can I hold him? Sure. I don't see why not. He seems like it. This is what happens in the crypt. Welcome to the Hotcast, the podcast where we talk about how fucking hot it is. Today, it's 93. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's really hot. We're sweating. We just ordered a second neck fan. You're going to hear some fans and you're just going to have to suck it up. No, I'm going to do my best to take the sound out. But it's really hot, and our power goes out if we turn on the AC. Yep. So that's life now, where you can be sitting, drinking a glass of water, and still be sweating. Oh my god. Welcome to hell. Hey there, scientists, madmen, cops with linked arms, and distressed fiancés. Welcome to another episode of What Happens in the Crypt. Today, I'm sweating, but we're also talking about the 1933 classic, The Invisible Man. This is based on the novel of the same name by H.G. Wells, and it was directed by James Whale, who's also known for doing Frankenstein, The Old Dark House, and Bride of Frankenstein. What species was he? What? Of whale. You don't even have a response? No. You're just going to look at me? (laughs) While I think about whales, what's your favorite kind of whale? Killer whale. Okay. I already knew that, but you actually had to say it. You have a tattoo of it. I do, on my foot. My favorite kind of whale, besides a killer whale, I like the narwhal, they got a weird tooth. But I like how humpback whales fight squid. Mm-hmm. Whales are cool. Whale sharks are cool, too. But are they considered whales or sharks? Sharks. A brief synopsis. A scientist finds a way of becoming invisible. But in doing so, he becomes murderously insane. Taglines um, included, catch me if you can. You can't. Yeah. They do catch him, though. With bullets. Mm-hmm. That's different. Nobody's like, tag, you're it, by shooting you. Mm-hmm. You'll hardly believe what your eyes won't see. It's pretty made, great. Made my brain hurt for a second. It's like a, a mind bender. I mean, yeah, especially for 1933. You literally haven't seen, not, you, you literally haven't not seen this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just watched this movie for the first time last week, and even when I was watching it, I was really amazed by how good the invisibility aspects were, and then when you realize that this movie is almost 100 years old and far before the time of, like, green screens or Mm -hmm. um, any, like, obviously computer-generated anything, um, it's really interesting to figure out how they did all of that stuff. This is even before 
the Wolfman, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's the shot where he's turning into a wolf, which was, even that was amazing to see. And that was ten years later. Yeah. Right. The special effects team leader was Arthur Edison. Um, and while the the effects were being created and done, it was quoted as being in utmost secrecy. And even Universal had um, press released saying that their then visibility effects were optical effects done with mirrors. Like they didn't want to give up how they had done this because it was so mind blowing. It actually wasn't until 1934 that Whale sat down and talked about how the special effect was done for the first time on how they made him invisible. To do this, they had to shoot multiple takes of the same scene. They had to shoot against a completely black set with walls and floors covered in black velvet to make it non-reflective. The actor was then covered head to foot with black velvet tights and wore whatever clothes he required for the scene. So like he would be, his head, everything would be in velvet and if he was wearing a suit but his head was supposed to be invisible then he like on his head he would have the velvet yes it's almost like the green like morph bodysuits, but black velvet <laughs> probably look way more like sexy goth yeah <laughs> than the green suits yeah probably way sexier then they would take this and duplicate it but reverse it this would give them a positive and a negative so you would have the background with the normal action with the normal actor and then you'd have the negative and then they would have to make a mat to mask the area so they would also have to do a clean plate mm-hmm. the entire set with no velvet and then they would have to do uh an entire sh- shot without the invisible man there yeah it's crazy too like thinking about the amount of times they had to shoot each scene to get each version too Mm -hmm. like with all of the actors and none of the like scenes where he's invisible are simple it's like always like a crowd of people or yeah so there's them reacting to nothing being there then Mm -hmm. they have to react to him being there yeah multiple takes all combined apparently the hardest to match was the lighting because they would have to keep it exactly the same all the time Mm mm-hmm and any imperfections would have to get fixed later and they would have to be painted by hand to be fixed. Yeah, that sounds horrible. And then all of these, uh, the positive, the negative, everything would have to be combined mm-hmm. also. <laughs> it's a lot of work to do. And it took them like a really long time, right? Yes, I know. I couldn't remember if I read anywhere like specifically how long it took them to edit it. I believe it was something like three months yeah. just to do... Just to do the parts where he's invisible. Right. So even longer to edit the whole thing and do the whole movie. I think what makes it like more, it, it is just like an impressive effect because it's that old and it looks that legit. But also that like the where they use it is complicated. Like I was mm-hmm. cracking up over the part where he's just wearing the pants mm-hmm. and he's whistling and chasing that woman. And then he's singing that song yeah. and running down the road. But like, what a complicated thing to decide that they were going to do and make him invisible for, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? That's also why the camera, when he's invisible, doesn't move is because right. it would have been impossible for them. But to. I think that really like sells the effect a lot because Uh it's like literally like how it'd be so hard to match up like a woodsy background as opposed to like he's inside the pub you know what i mean Uh it's like they picked these scenes that i don't know i guess were really complicated Mm -hmm. and yeah so apparently the when they're fixing you know if there's something they have to paint out that's frame by frame Mm -hmm. which is you know 24 frames in a second but they apparently had to use opaque dye so 
It's just a lot of very complicated process. Yeah. But it's also amazing how they cheated some of it. For example, when he first removes the bandages from his face, it's literally just, you know, a wire frame yeah. with bandages wrapped around it. And well, then he's just reaching up with his hands to take it off. What's funny about you is you had told me that that's what that was and I didn't even recognize it. Because it's in the middle of like a, you know, he's giving like this crazed speech. Mm-hmm. So you're not really looking at it. Yeah. Or noticing it. But if you go back and watch it, there's parts where his head isn't moving. And it's because that's not really mm-hmm. his head. It was just a way for them to save on budget. Yeah, it worked though too. Yeah, it was always times where you, the, his movement wasn't, what mm-hmm. was, that wasn't the important yeah. thing. And when Griffin is trying to make his like grand escape and he's naked and running through the snow... The way they did the footprints, I thought this was wild. Because they did not have CG to do it. (laughs) They had to do that practically. Every single footprint. So it basically was a system of footprint-shaped platforms that were held in place with pegs underneath a layer of rock salt, which is what they used for the snow. Brilliant. Um, And when they wanted it to look like footsteps, they would remove the the, like peg so it would drop. So therefore the salt would drop and it would look like a foot had pressed in. That's so, they had to take so many it's steps. It's so complicated. <laughs> that means the whole thing is like a raised platform. Right. Because when I, like, I can't even imagine the scene if there is, like, other actors in that. But I honestly thought it was stop motion. I just thought it was, like, squish a foot, pause, uh-huh. squish a foot, play, pause. You know what That's I so mean? funny, yeah. I didn't realize it was literally, like, a system of pegs and uh-huh. blocks. Because the police officers are there in that scene. Right, but they could have just had them not be in that part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would have been fine. <laughs> but even that to them was easier than having to like paint him out. Yeah. Like do the same process of him being, his, right. uh, being invisible. This was just easier for them. <laughs> Quote unquote easy. Yeah. But it's still extremely Very complicated. Very innovative though. Because yeah, it's like, you know, you think about um, like Harry Potter where that like is 100% CG. All the times he's in the invisibility cloak and stuff. Can you imagine if they like had to do that now? And do yeah. like a peg system? Which no, is they crazy. wouldn't. They would just do CG. I mean, they did in Harry Potter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like the suit in the new one. Like that's all 100% CG. Mm-hmm. Although there is some really cool behind the scenes of the new Invisible Man. When did that come out? 2019. I think. I think it came out in 2020. 2020. Didn't it come out in the beginning? Oh yeah, so beginning of 2020. Because I think some we really talked cool... about seeing that in theaters, and then everything closed. The scene where she's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The scene where she's fighting him in the kitchen mm-hmm. is all, oh, it's so cool because the camera, they wanted to have like a cinematic camera. So the camera is on a robotic arm mm-hmm. and the invisible man is in an actual green screen suit. Yeah. So they literally went frame by frame. Well, it's not quite frame by frame, but they painted him out mm-hmm. and then to make it look like she's fighting by herself and so that they wouldn't have to. To get the cinematic camera movement, they used the robot arm, so it would be the same every time. Right. And then she was actually on wires, so he actually throws her across mm-hmm. the table for real. Yeah. And it's just amazing really to watch see. That again. Yeah, it's amazing to see the where, how far CGI has come, but then it's amazing to think of how much they did in 1933. Mm-hmm. Because it they really sell it, even though they didn't have CG. Yeah. And especially he does throw a lot of things in this movie. He does. <laughs> they like tried to like 
pull off every gag that they could think of. The scene with the bicycle. That's my That whole my scene when he's running the, down the street yeah. is fucking amazing. He like pushes a baby carriage. He steals a man's bike. He pulls a hat off of some old guy and throws it in the river. And then he throws the bike at a group of guys. Yes. And all of that was obviously practical because he's naked at that uh-huh. point. So there's obviously no one there, no one to paint out. But um, that they just did with wires, right? So it was wires for like when he steals like the the tray from the uh-huh. bank with the money. Um, but with the bicycle theft, it basically the bike was is suspended it by. Is it technically a theft? <laughs> That's what it says the thing I wrote about. <laughs> is it a theft if you just take it to and then get, throw it yeah. at somebody? Is it would that be considered like assaulting somebody yeah. with their own? He is like bike? the most violent Universal monster, I think. By far, I. Pretty sure. Yeah. But the bike was wires, but they also put like a track in the road so that it would stay straight. Track. Mm hmm. Like something for the wheel to stay in so it stayed oh. upright. Which I was like, that is complicated for <laughs> what they were doing. Yeah. So they had like a wire to pull it forward, but then it had a track so that it would huh. stay upright. And then it hits those poor people in like the knees. Yep. <laughs> Imagine just walking around in whatever city you live in and somebody you can't see takes your own bike mm-hmm. and then throws it at you yeah it's pretty great and people you're around but or knocks over the baby carriage i always forget that <laughs> it happens yeah and i'm never ready for it uh-huh. it's so funny like watching that part when he just escapes all the police and then he's just like i'm gonna fuck everything up on my way out of here yeah one of my other favorite quick quick thing i don't even script this but <laughs> one of my other favorite scenes because it's also very unexpected unexpected is the part with the train i know <laughs> it's, it's just insane. like also he took out a train he pulled the lever yeah. and the whole train explodes yep you're just like what okay he like he also like murders a cop in the very beginning he murders well throughout the movie yeah a few cops but like it's wild like Poor Frankenstein's monster just like was dumb and misunderstood and accidentally killed people and then he he's, literally he's like does a it with a laugh. Mad scientist. His laugh in the movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. His voice is just great in yeah. general. Yeah. But yeah, the the mini and you you can definitely tell it's a miniature because he yeah. like pulls the lever and then the train falls <laughs> off the tracks. Uh-huh. It's very obvious. I didn't a miniature, find anything about it, but I do think that that was a real car though that they blew up. Oh yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. When they threw the... When he kills the other doctor. Yeah. And the... He's like, first, your arm... He's like, your arms will break. It's and then sinister. Your legs will and break. And then you'll get a little jump scare as you break your neck. Yeah. It's like, oh, gosh. After all of the special effects that they did in this movie, the movie ended up costing about $329,000. In today's currency, that would be close to $7 million. Boris Karloff was actually the first choice for being the Invisible Man. And like you said earlier, he can't be all of the monsters. He can't be all of them. <laughs> but actually, him and director Whale had like a falling out because Whale said um, he wanted someone with more of a quote unquote intellectual voice and didn't want Boris Karloff because he had a lisp. I did not know he had a list. I didn't either, but I can't think of what I've seen him in that he has like many lines. Yeah. In my head, the first two things that came up were frankenstein and the mummy where he doesn't speak i've never seen the mummy oh well you gotta watch <laughs> that one next yeah um and claude rains um when he auditioned for this apparently he blew the screen test and um was just really dramatic and was absolutely not what they wanted but 
uh, James Whale was basically like, that's the voice I want. He's not even going to be on screen. So it didn't yeah. matter. His voice is perfect. Mm-hmm. Which apparently is du- doubly as amazing because he grew up with a heavy Cockney accent. Right. Which is the opposite of what they wanted for this mm-hmm. role. And he, it was, it's kind of sweet watching the documentary with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, yeah, he would sing us lullabies from when he was a kid, and I had no idea what he was saying. Yeah, because <laughs> you do it in the accent. Uh huh. And she said he had to, he had to overcome the accent, and it's like that's so sad. Yeah, that is one of those ones that's that is for people that don't um, know anyone that speaks like that. It's really hard to understand. We'll have to go back and watch this, but Dwight Fry is in this uncredited too. I did not see him. So he apparently is the reporter who offers suggestions to the police chief at like the press conference when they're telling everyone that there's an invisible man. Just gotta but, go back. And yeah, read. I mean, I, just I didn't gotta notice. look for it because yeah. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love him. <laughs> He's great. And I also told you this, and you didn't care because you still have not seen Titanic. I'm not gonna ever see. The I Titanic. told you yesterday we're watching it. It's so long, I don't and care. the boat sinks. I know it. I know it. There's enough room on the door for the both of them. She draws him naked. The boat sinks. Although the Titanic does have some amazing special effects for the time. Yeah, we're going to watch it soon. Anyways, Gloria Stewart, who plays Flora, who is um, the fiance. The fiance. Uh, actually is the old woman version of Rose in Titanic. We have the Blu-ray for this movie, and there's a short documentary. Uh, and in it, they interview Claude Rain's daughter, who says that The Invisible Man was the first movie with her dad that she saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. And he took her to see it. And apparently it was very cold and had a scarf wrapped around his face. But the ticket salesman recognized his voice. <laughs> of course. And offered uh, f- to give him a free ticket. But he refused and apparently they had a small argument. But once in the theater, Reigns would just was like telling his daughter how they made it, how they shot this scene, how he was actually invisible. And to the point where most of the movie watchers stopped watching the movie and started just listening to him and asking him questions. Yeah, that would be amazing, though. Can you imagine? Like, I cannot. That's <laughs> be like if you're watching Shaun of the Dead and Simon Pegg was there. With his daughter. <laughs> With his daughter. That would be amazing. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> or if you're watching Candyman and Tony Todd was just there. He's like, yeah, that's how we did it. Mm-hmm. But Tony Todd's voice is amazing and Tony much Todd better than mine. Tony Todd could not be like incognito. He's a gigantic person. No, but I used, I, I, I went with Tony Todd instead because Tony Todd has a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. He would be someone that you would recognize from By his just voice. a voice. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited for the new one. It comes out next week. Mm-hmm. We thought it was this week, but yep. it's not this week. We're very sad about that. Yeah. <laughs> but we're very excited for next week. I went to go buy tickets online and I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> it Oops. is not out yet. This movie compared to like some of the other Universal Monsters also has like significantly more humor, which I guess was more of like James Whale's thing. And he also Makes always. Makes sense though, because he's a madman. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was funny. He always casts that woman, um, Una O'Connor, who in The Invisible Man is the like barkeep that screams oh, yeah. over everything. And he thought she was hilarious. And there's so many accounts of him not being able to keep a straight face when she was doing her scenes. That's funny. But she's also in Bride of Frankenstein and I think the old Dark House also. 
which is really also liked a good movie. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Directors will do that. They'll yeah. bring the same cast to different movies. The book was actually written in the late 1800s, and Universal had the rights for a very long time, but had many disagreements on a script along the way. They actually had every single one of their writers write a different version of the script <laughs> before they finally picked this one. Um, some of the ideas, the main argument they had was that the scripts were diverging too far from the book, which nobody liked. Yeah. And they, some... <laughs> I think also they said that H.G. Wells was a part of this this time around. Yes. And they made so they other, were, yeah. other movies of his that he did not like. Yes, so he wanted to be a part yeah. of this, and they finally, like, he worked on the script with them. Yeah. And they finally came to a script they liked. Some of the more outlandish ideas that the writers were trying to include were <laughs> invisible rats. <laughs> Just like... For why? The Invisible Man also made Invisible Rats. And a movie which included and was focused around an invisible octopus. That'd be stupid. Like I said, he, the Invisible Man is definitely the most kind of like sinister of the Universal Monsters, I think. Just because he's literally a madman and Mm -hmm. talks about murdering people and taking over the world. Um, And so apparently the body count is 122. So the way this number is counted is four murders on screen, 18 search party members off screen, (laughs) and the derailment of a train, which results in 100 deaths. So in total, 122. Yeah. But it's funny that he's like the most insane and he's a madman. But then you have scenes where he's, Grabbing a cop by the ankles and swinging him yeah. around. And I think that's why this one's so good is because it does balance that. Like, it's scary, but it's also funny. Yeah, because it also plays into him being a madman. Mm-hmm. But just some of the scenes that lead into it. <laughs> so you're like, what is going yeah. on right now? Or he's giving the description of, once I eat, I need an hour or you'll be able yeah. to see the food. Until it digests. Yeah. Can you imagine if you just saw like <laughs> waist height, like just food? Uh, waist height Brussels sprouts. Oh, gross. <laughs> it just has some f- such funny scenes. Yeah. And see, it's another great one because what are we going to do? Buy a poster of an invisible person? No. <laughs> we can't litter our house with his oh, merch. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's You're the perfect nerd. movie. We have a creature from the Black Lagoon bathroom. It's we getting, can't afford an invisible getting, man kitchen. <laughs> the creature bathroom has gotten more and more full recently, too. Yeah. Do we post pictures of that? I don't think so. We will. We have another... Well, we got two new things in there. Yeah, we have a new drawing and a wall mount. I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. A sweet 3D printed thing. We'll post pictures. Yep. We'll also post behind the scenes pictures like we always do. There are actually a surprising amount of sequels for this movie, and that some of which I had never heard of. Yeah, and the second one is Vincent Price. Yeah, and now I really want to see it. Yeah. So the one with Vincent Price is The Invisible Man's Revenge. Mm-hmm. And then there's The Invisible Woman, which I'd never heard of. And Invisible Agent, yeah. which is like a World War II yeah. movie about an invisible soldier, mm-hmm. which I'd probably like. 
And then there's a very strange comedy skit called Son of the Invisible Man. Yep. Which we saw a snippet of for the first time. Yep, that was confusing. About a man who's the son of the Invisible Man, but it's not genetics. So yeah. he's very visible and naked. Yep, just running around thinking it's, he's invisible. It's really funny. got to do a Vincent Price movie soon. Yeah, have we done any? I don't think we've done any Vincent Price movie. Oh, do you like that idea? Boom. I'm so hot. Someone I know, it's help so me. hot. It's so hot. For our next episode, we're going to do a bit of a shorter one because we're pretty busy next week. Mm -hmm. Art show. We're doing our first art show because we do resin stuff. Mm -hmm. We're going to post a link to our resin stuff. We we're can. talking about it, so we're going to. Yeah. We make horror, sh horror sh stuff. Goth stuff. Goth it's stuff. Fun. We've never talked about it before, but hey. Yep. That's why the episode's going to be shorter. But we're going to talk about old. The new M. Night Shyamalan yep, since movie. Since we can't go see Candyman tomorrow like we planned, we're going to go yeah. see old. We'll talk about Candyman later. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about old. And maybe uh, what I was thinking is we could also talk about some of the newer horror movies because we did a list yeah. that talked about a bunch of horror movies, but we've actually seen some very good one since then mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like a hey go see this well i don't know how old how long old will be in theaters but some it looks we'll like it's on its <laughs> way out <laughs> we'll give you some recommendations uh -huh. to get your horror fix and we'll talk about if we liked old or not from the trailer i, I'm, I don't think so I just want to see it really bad. I know. It looks so weird. It looks so weird. And it seems like it's going to be really stupid, but I just need to see it. I didn't want to pay money to see it, but I want to go gonna... to the movies. <laughs> well, if you like this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at what happens in the crypt. And we're also on Twitter at WHITC underscore official. Follow us. Make a Twitter account just to follow us. I post stupid stuff. I don't even have a Twitter. I've never looked at our Twitter page. Our Twitter page is the only Twitter I have. Mm. It's fun. It's horror. So is our Instagram. Our Instagram's probably better, though. But they're both fun. Mm.